1: This is TalkSport Daily.
2: Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome to another of Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Yeti, snooker shootout fellow that was off for the last couple of days. Just get over it, alright? I'm back. And there's nothing you can do, or you can turn it off if you want, but then you'll miss a wonderful podcast coming up. Which, would you believe, begins with the reaction on my show Andy Goldstein Sports, one minute at 30, 10pm. With me, at the fun boy Jason Cundy, reaction to, of course, Leeds beating Crystal Palace in the Premier League.
3: This was a pretty emphatic performance from Leeds. They won't get too many games as easy as this one. I think Roy Hodson will have plenty of questions to answer on the way home tonight. Directly after defeat like this, where I've seen the team play way below
2: what I've been seeing lately, one's well, always a little bit down after a defeat and I was particularly down tonight because I thought that you know we didn't really play anywhere near as well as I know we can play
0: Depends what you want if you want a man side in the Premier League next season Roy Hodgson is your go-to guy because mm. he's going to guarantee that but do they start to feel now no we want a little bit more we want but that comes with to, its get, what? List. to get what top half could you get the best out of certain players like Eze and, and Zaha and give them a little bit more, Townsend, give them a bit more to work with? Or do you say, do you know what? We're not, we are. Know who we are. We've been down this route before. They had to sack De Boer after four games, was mm. it? It was a handbrake turn. They felt after four games was never going to work. And it turned out to be the right decision because they stayed in the league. But they were rotten.
1: The problem is the board a risk averse. So they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna want to bring in someone, you know. We might go down, and also like, who are the options? A lot of people talk about Eddie Howe, but there's always options, aren't Yeah, yeah, but who? my Lampard.
3: Rafinha's shot was well saved by Gaeta. Ball bounced back to Bamford, left-footed from about twelve yards out. The goal unmarked. He rolled it in. The fact that we
0: absolutely. Fatter them of inferior players. I mean, that just shows what a genius Bielsa is. I think.
4: I don't think he. I mean, he does obviously get credit, but there's also a lot of people that will slag him off a bit, and I think he gets enough credit to win
2: it And the fallout continued from Liverpool's four <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. Don't leave that in. That's embarrassing. That is. Let me let me try that one again, Tom. Uh, and the fallout continued. <laughs> Gee, I don't think I'm going able to get this line out about Liverpool getting beaten four-one. Let's try again. Now, obviously, Tom, if you could take all this out, this is embarrassing. Very unprofessional of me. <clears throat> and the fallout continued with Liverpool's 4-1 humili- <laughs> Oh, I don't think I'll be able to get through it. Anyway, they lost at home against Man City.
4: <clears throat>
2: Excuse me. I'll try and be professional now. Will they remain in the top four or even the top half of this season? Let's find out as we ask Noel Gallagher, Diddy Haman and the Watford captain Troy Deeney. Oh, and Danny Murphy and Adrian Darrell.
0: Two wins in nine, four defeats in those nine as well. Klopp was moaning before the game about City having COVID. I mean, what is he talking about? What's that got to do with anything? He's moaning after the game about Alisson having cold feet. (laughs) (laughs) Losing it.
3: Gondorwan, who has put Manchester City ahead from three, four yards out. The work on the left-hand side from Raheem Sterling. Trent Alexander-Arnold is not a
0: defender. I was actually genuinely shocked how easy it was for Sterling. I know Sterling's brilliant, but wow, I mean, that was stunning and the last thing when it's going well for Andy Robertson he's cocky and confident when things aren't going well he goes missing Thiago I think is a bizarre signing lovely touch gorgeous passer of the ball he's a winner in his career sensational but no energy no dynamism so he's not Liverpool
3: He slows it down. They've gone from heavy metal to lift music with Tiago. I'm struggling to find the argument about Tiago slowing the play down. It's, it's a narrative that people have jumped on because one or two people mentioned it. He passes the ball more forward and more through the lines and more progressively than any other Liverpool midfielder. He's got the capability of opening up defences more than any Liverpool midfielder. Now, if Tiago had walked into that Liverpool team that was winning, playing well alongside maybe Henderson and Fabinho, you know, the, the two of the normal three, you wouldn't have this narrative going on.
0: great managers have always said when you win that's the end of something it's not the beginning of something do you know what I mean you've got to go again and start to retain those titles I never thought you know I'd see City win a title far less back-to-back titles but I think that Liverpool team their best years were spent getting there and now they're there
4: I think they're done when you've been so successful like Liverpool have and now they're going through this period of a a bit of a blip I think that's where Van Dyke is massively missed I think he's that calm and strength that no matter what, this is what I'm going to do and you can rely on him and that gives others confidence and that's the, the leadership that they're kind of missing at this moment. So I'm not just because he's mm. a centre-half and they've gone through injuries, just that presence of, don't worry lads, I'll sort this.
0: I felt if they were going to play either the two centre-halves they bought, the had from Pre- uh, Preston as well, they had to play one of those two or both or, or do something against Brighton. Mm-hmm. The fact that he didn't, you can't put them in against City. This problem is becoming bigger and more obvious every
3: single game Liverpool can now focus on finishing top four Liverpool one Man City four
2: I just can't see Liverpool the way they're playing at the moment to go on a run of of three four five winning games whereas I think uh, if you look at Leicester if you look at Chelsea I think they're capable of doing that Phil Foden is he all that well let's find out now from Troy Deeney Danny Murphy and Noel Gallagher
0: his game yesterday was 10 out of 10 and the goal was unbelievable but the way that he set up uh, Gundamal for that You know, he danced around two defenders at the byline. Yeah. He's like, he's 20 years old, man. It's freakish. Mm. You know, we've got an absolute, absolute £200 million player there. Easy.
3: Young Phil Foden, who's been sensational today. Left-footed, driving his way in from the right side of the penalty area and unleashing a left-footed rocket. When I first saw him, he looked like a dribbling winger who beats people, which he can do effortlessly. He glides past people. And, of course, he's got that gift of scoring goals. You know, making goals and scoring goals as a creative player is what your job is. What's going to be his best position in time? We'll have to wait and see. I think for me, probably more central in a more David Silver role where he can influence the game more. But at the moment, just playing football, watching him play is is, is a joy.
4: When a manager of the calibre of, of Pep is not letting you go out alone, that shows that he knows how special he is and he wanted him to learn off David Silver last year and obviously Kevin De Boyne at the moment. Just look around and, and see what these boys do on a daily basis. Thought
1: about a shot from 30 yards and then works it for him. Oh, brilliant! That is a magnificent
4: guy. That is what I think is is ultimately showed to be, you know, a touch of class from from Pep Guardiola as well, because it's very easy for him to go and buy whoever he wants. And, um, you know, he, he's put faith in Phil Foden and he just looks like, looks like he's playing street football with his mates.
3: He's 20, he's an England international, two goals and three internationals already. We're moving into the Euros. Manchester City are in this sort of post-David Silva era and you've got a player like Phil Foden, who is he's a generational talent.
2: Now, you may remember back in the day, to be specific, March 2015, on my show, Andy to Sportsman, Monday at 30 from 10pm, Rodney Marsh said this about Harry Kane. £100
1: million. Pounds. I think Harry Kane is going to go on to become a bigger and better player than Alan Shearer.
2: Well, this is Simon Jordan claiming that Kane is worth now £150 million. Pounds. By the way, well done to the backroom staff here actually finding something from a previous show. Good work, even though it was six years ago. Well done the marketplace right
0: now for Harry Kane to go for anything vaguely resembling what Tottenham might want for him Tottenham would want whether it's right or wrong and whether we can just pick the bones out of this is 150 million quid for him right. who right now is going to pay that Madrid aren't going to pay it Barcelona aren't going to pay it no who's going to pay this dough we do by buy cash. Harry Kane has done it. In the 88th minute, he scores his 150th Premier League goal. Man City are governed by the same protocols. I mean, that's a place he could go and a space that he could go into. But I don't like every time we link someone to a bigger club, then Man City become the ultimate victim of people suggesting that all they do is buy the best players. I just feel that Mourinho has an innate ability to keep players enfranchised that he likes. And he likes Harry Kane.
2: Now, the Premier League referee Mike Dean has notified police after his family received a number of threats, including death threats and abusive messages. Dean has received criticism for sending off West Ham midfielder Thomas Suchek on Saturday. And on Drive, Andy Townsend spoke about why he has never opened a social media account. And Adrian Durham also revealed some of the abuse he's received online.
0: About seven or eight years ago, um, I tweeted something about uh, the Hillsborough Memorial. I'd been mm-hmm. to Liverpool for a game, and I visited the memorial, and I tweeted something about it, and somebody sent me some awful abuse, turned it right around into something it wasn't, and he then, this guy, he had a lot of followers, he then fabricated a tweet, made it look like it was a tweet from me that he was retweeting, right. which basically made me out to be a paedophile. Okay, And I've got to tell you that the next three or four months were horrific, I mean mm. truly horrific for me. Mm. A lot of people jumped on. Some professional journalists who were still working in the industry jumped on it and really had a go, went to town, you know... I've forgiven, if not forgotten, I have forgiven. It was a horrible, horrible time. And did they
2: find that individual? Well, no,
0: here's the thing. I went to Twitter. I've still got the records of this. I went to Twitter and they said no rules have been broken. Can you believe that? No rules have been broken with that. So I had to leave it. I asked the police, if uh, you know, a contact within the police force what I should do. And he said nothing's going to get done about that, I'm afraid. No rules have been broken, so it's not worth a while police investigating. doesn't Mm. matter what it does to me, does it? No. However, and you know, and Mike Dean knows right now that the individuals involved, these are the ones that suffer. Something has to be done to help these guys because they are poisonous and Mm. their poison and their evil thoughts are going on Twitter and it will do them in in the end. And the proof of that is that this guy who tweeted me, Andy, I looked him up recently. This is seven or eight years ago. I looked him up recently. In December, he sent out a tweet Mm. saying that he was coming off Twitter for mental health reasons. All that poison mm. and evil that he had spewed out on social media over the years had finally gone back in on him, and I actually mm. felt sorry for the guy because mm. I just could not understand how that dark side had been allowed to to get worse and fester and then produce itself out in public to the world, to a mm. complete stranger, and then it's turned around on him, and I hope he gets the help he needs. I don't do social media. I never have, and I'm actually quite proud of the fact I've never wanted to do it because there's nothing in it for me. If someone was going to have a dip at me on on Twitter, I would get straight on that keyboard and it would be red hot and I'd be firing it back. And then what am I doing?
2: Now England will need nine wickets on the final day to beat India after setting up their victory push on day four of the first test. Every ball of today's action will be live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. We'll hear from Gareth Batty on England's chances of winning the test. But first, this is England bowling coach John Lewis, who has never knowingly under bowled. That's apparently a John Lewis gag, which has gone over my head. What's really impressive about this group, Mark, is how calm they are. So, yeah, they're, they're quietly confident, but not, uh, not boisterous. You know, I mean, I've been in lots of dress rooms where you get into this position and everyone thinks the game's done and dusted, but... Um, and um, they're very aware that the Indians are a strong side and they've, they've got to do their basics really well tomorrow. Silly points slip
3: in place.
0: Yay! And he's bowled him! Absolute
3: beauty by Jack Leach. Gone past the outside edge of uh, Rohit Sharma's bat. I think he actually bowled beautifully tonight, Jack Leach. And that's a big positive for England going into tomorrow. He actually bowled well tonight. I think it will ebb and flow throughout the day because of the skill sets of the Indian
2: batters. I think, I don't think England will have it all their own way. England will win for me, definitely. I don't think India can win. <laughs> And we finish with the wonderful Hawksby and Jacobs and Clips of the Month. It's Alvin Martin during commentary of Stockport versus West Ham alongside Sam Matterface. Do you remember the end of
0: Gladiators? Yeah. You know, Gladiators ready. Contestants ready. Do you remember that? Oh, that one? I thought you meant the film. No, 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 no. You know that challenge they do at the end where they have to
3: run up that that travelator thing? Yeah. That's what it's like running out here at the moment.
0: I don't really get that one. You know, well, it's difficult to run because the thing's going the other way. Yeah, it's so heavy underfoot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not having Alvin, is he? <laughs> well, if he hadn't seen Gladiators, why would he know what a travelator is? <laughs> <laughs> Travelators with Russell Crowe. Uh, this is Ray Parler uh, now at uh, Luton versus Bournemouth.
4: They're just a little bit slow in possession. They've got to move the ball a little bit quicker. It's a little bit bobbly out on the pitch. And on the break, they look quite dangerous. They're just lacking that little bit of quality in that final fur. Both teams. Bournemouth gotta step it up a little bit with the pace of, of the passing, but in that final third, make sure that that little bit quality is there. Yeah, we do
0: like Ray's little bits, which is why we <laughs> gave it the music treatment of course. Just a
4: little bit
0: It's a little bit just a little bit. It does work well, right? There you go. So, um, yes, what's next, Andy? It's Gary Scott with the travel.
3: A lane's closed northbound from Junction 14 to Central Milton Keynes going towards Northampton at Junction 15. In Northamptonshire, a toaster on the A43. Just move it, then. <laughs> it can't be that big. <laughs> this is
0: a big industrial one they have in a factory or something, but uh, I think he means in toaster, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, you know, I think authentic. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we didn't uh, realise quite how much Laura Woods dislikes the Jim White show.
1: Jim White is back alongside former Manchester City winger Trevor Sinclair, and his sidekick joins us as well. Simon Jordan, that's all from 10 o'clock on Talk Sport this morning. Don't listen. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
0: Harsh. <laughs> Very harsh. Don't listen. <laughs> and finally, this is Sam Matterface commentating on Liverpool v Spurs.
1: It'll probably be forgotten in the uh, fullness of time because of the victory that Liverpool looked to almost certainly be waging on Tottenham. But uh, Hoybier's crack was a special sight. Dirty boy.
2: That's it for another pornography thing. A reminder that you can hear live exclusive coverage, come on United, Manchester, of Manchester United against West Ham United in the FA Cup fifth round right here on TalkSport. That's it. Thanks for listening on ACAR, Spotify, Apple Pods. I'm, of course, back on the Sports Bar tonight from 10pm taking your calls with the fun boy after that game. There will be another one of these Danny Ghosting TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That's